0: You are now listening to Well, well, well I'm now.
1: oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, his poor penis. Yes, misandry.
0: Oh, poor man.
1: Ladies' serial killers
0: are the best. Well, she's never gonna get that stain out. Nothing says it's over
1: like running over your ass.
0: It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman.
1: Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> okay guys up next is an article that was brought to our attention by a few listeners one of them being one of our favorite dr theora who sent an article that was posted by the atlantic and was curious about our thoughts on what they said and the title of this article which you will also link in the show notes for those interested is killing eve betrayed its central character
0: i already disagree but you know let's let's see what they're saying I'm curious.
1: All right. It starts out by saying in the subheading that in the second season of the BBC America series, the MI16 agent played by Sandra Oh has languished in Villanelle's shadow. And I already don't like the term languish, but it's also I, she was not languishing at all. She was turning up. But OK, it starts like this. Quote, don't forget Villanelle, played by Jodie Comer, said to Eve Palastri during the second season of Killing Eve, quote, the only thing that makes you interesting is me, end quote. For 16 episodes now, the psychopathic assassin and the MI-16 agent with boundary issues have circled each other with animal interest and growing urgency. Their mutual obsession intensifying after Eve stabbed Villanelle in the stomach in the latter's Paris walk-up. But something over the course of season two changed. When viewers first met Eve, she was compelling all her own, a paper-pushing bureaucrat who unexpectedly proved she had the raw instincts to catch murderers. A happily married, childless woman with friends and interest and a sense of humor. O's spiky charisma made Eve a good foil even for Comer's ravishingly unstable villanelle. They were fascinated by each other and plausibly so. (laughs) I'd say more than plausibly so, but okay. (laughs) The danger with any cat and mouse story is that once the characters get within striking distance of each other, the chase is over and the game is done. Killing Eve, which was created by Fleabag's Phoebe Waller-Bridge, took a strikingly audacious turn at the end of season 1 when it made the sexual tension between Eve and Villanelle explicit rather than implied. That means um, it is the text and not subtext. I would also say it was text in season <laughs> 1 cuz when you say that you're you masturbate about someone, that is not subtext, that's Thank text, you. but anyway. <clears throat> Had Eve maintained even slightly more detachment, she could have kept on playing the Will Graham to Villanelle's Hannibal Lecter over the course of several seasons. Okay, there's a lot wrong with that. Just put a pin in that so I can remember. Mm -hmm, I will come back to it. Instead, Eve stabbed Villanelle. Villanelle escaped and the writers of season two were left with a conundrum. What now? To kill off either of the two characters seems unthinkable. To pretend they can engage in a functional relationship is ludicrous. But to repeat... <laughs> I see your face. Out of the corner of my periphery. Um But to repeat the exact same story again is undeniably dreary.
0: Well, okay, well, I mean, when you
1: have a I mean, show it, that is I mean,
0: essentially Could this ever be dreary? Yeah, I don't know
1: if it's... Dreary like, not...
0: People are, are glued to the tube for this show. Mm. So mm-hmm. you can't call even a repeat of season one in season two mm-hmm. any form of dreary. I mean... A jury, but still there was above nothing average. Jury, right. but still way above average. Jury, but way still way above and average. All the ad so dollars. far
1: above average. I just 99.9% of everything else on motherfucking television above average. I mean,
0: it sounds like that you're, you know, one of many fans of the series who's. How you know it's a fan? It's
1: a writer for The Atlantic. It's. Ugh. We don't even know. You know what? Let me finish this part. All right. The compromise struck by killing Eve's new showrunner, the actor and writer Emerald Fresnel was to repeat the story but flip the characters. They've always existed in opposition to each other anyway, with Villanelle seeming to embody all the wanton, impulsive parts of Eve that she's learned to suppress over the years. From one of the earliest scenes of season two, in which Eve callously snatched a marshmallow out of the grasp of a small child, it was clear that the show was suggesting Villanelle was rubbing off on Eve.
0: Um, I, I wouldn't say that I, I think that. it was clear I think it's that just Eve a, was just someone going through Eve a lot was, of trauma and... was,
1: she didn't get her O she just stabbed a hoe and now she's on a run and all that stuff happened within like a three minute period of I'm freaking out I've stabbed you, Now I didn't really want to do this, even though I kind of wanted to do this, and now I'm conflicted, and now you've shot me, or you've tried to shoot me, and I'm hiding, but the minute I was out here, other people are trying to kill me. So it's and then that, stressful. that call came to her phone,
0: Carolyn, I know who you are.
1: She got time for <laughs> no camera marshmallow. She's like, I need this sugar rush, bitch, me. I'm in distress, you child. In fact, your life has never been easier. Right now, where you are right now, little child, you don't even know what stress is, and I would concur. Oh, to be a child. <laughs> So they continue that Villanelle is rubbing off on Eve, making her colder, selfish, and more enthralled to her own desires. Well, the latter is correct. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, so I didn't even finish just, the paragraph. <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll hold it. No, I'll no, just it. go ahead, go ahead.
0: I, but so were we expecting her to be just docile in her life because she found the thrill in her life when she was pursuing Villanelle, and so
1: once you open those floodgates, you can't close them back. Well, they're saying that she cold. You know what? Well, like I said, they're but, saying but she's why colder. Use, but hmm, I so, don't like the they,
0: adjectives being used because it sounds like when you are looking out for yourself that it's selfish and not self... It's not uh, It's not self-nurture. It's not self-care. If they would have been speaking about Eve Palashri in a self-care perspective where she is searching for the O that has been missing in her bedroom for over 20 years, she is looking for life. Like, she... She has not been this alive in a long time. You remember Nico saying, "Oh, you look really excited!" Right before he was like, even, Is "This dangerous."
1: I mean, I do, but I don't even take issue as much with you with the way you're taking it at this point. My issues come further down the article, so that's why I'm not really okay. I, me. I, like, there's enough. I, there's I, a lot of things to look at, but yeah, that's not as upsetting to me as what follows. And so the writer continues. Turned on by Villanelle, she sought out emotionless sexual gratification from her junior coworker, played by Edward Blumel. And from her husband, Nico, played by Owen McDonnell, appalling him and wrecking her marriage in the process. <laughs> Standing on a tube platform, she even fantasized about pushing a stranger onto the tracks.
0: Well, he bumped her first. Wait!
1: It- Just wait. Okay, all right. Eve's pivot towards darkness was supposed to add complexity to her character. In reality, though, O has never had less to work with. Eve's escalating psychosexual fixation on Villanelle robbed O's character of all the things that made her interesting. Her professional capabilities, her emotional intelligence, her heightened awareness of trouble, even her capacity for joy. Wait, 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 wait. So her thinking about sex is robbing her of her joy? No, I I disagree. Well, maybe that's what you hear. I am seeing a type of shade towards potentially Sandra O and Emerald Fennell in particular, because they're essentially saying that Eve was interesting and layered and had things like joy in season one and that she's lacking in season two. And I would argue that the actual character trajectory explains these things. I would also argue that Eve did have joy on more than one occasion in this season. She had joy in the very first episode. She had joy in the second episode when she was like, "Fiona's alive. She had joy at the Doros. She had joy when she told Gemma to uh, enjoy missionary with Nico. So mm-hmm. I disagree. Mm-hmm. She had joy in Italy more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had joy. So I think, I'm not sure, like this writer, I'm like what is that? Jokes? Eve was cracking less jokes, but that's also to do with the fact that she had less... Hilarious coworkers. There was no Bill for her to have a camaraderie with, but but also we're talking about people she worked with for years. Right. So actual context of what Eve is interacting with. There is no reason that Eve should have the same rapport with Jess and Hugo that she had with Elena and Bill, who she worked with for at least ten years. So let me finish. I guess what this woman is saying. Well, I guess I should also talk about. She said never had less to work with, and uh, I mean that goes back to what I was saying. Before about people perceiving Sandra O's performances, as Eve, as somehow less because it is not as big and loud as what Jody has had to do for Villanelle. But I disagree about nuance, and as I will scream later and have screamed already about the micro acting that Sandra O oh has done. This entire time, but especially in the final two episodes, the season finale, what she serves in the ruin scene when they are both in the scene featured for the Emmys. It just seems like potentially you're not clued in to what the writers may be trying to go with these two women or what they're trying to show. And maybe you don't know the difference between like smaller acting and larger acting. I don't know why Eve is suddenly why Sandra Oh suddenly has, has less to work with. I'm quite sure that the little cameo she did on Six Feet Under that I love where she was playing a sex worker, she had less to work with than she had on season two of Killing Eve, which got her an Emmy nomination. So already I fundamentally disagree with what this person's saying. Just because you, person, clearly don't like where they took Eve this season doesn't mean you have to throw dirt on Sandra Oh's name and Emerald Fennell's name as if. They were like, let's only write for Jodie. Because then you're saying, what, no one else was writing for anyone else? No one else was writing for Fiona Shaw? No one else was writing for Constantine uh, Kimball, or any other characters? Yeah. That's that's absurd. And other people got nominations, too. <sighs> and this says also that Sarah, that Villanelle robbed O's character of all the things that made her interesting. And I'm like, how? <laughs> how? The Forest of Dean? The Forest of Dean! The truth is out there. I just I, There's plenty of mystery left for, for uh, us yeah. in the show. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But let me try to get through the rest of this. Right. So it ends at... Her capacity for joy. In the final episodes of season two, Eve seemed either totally flat or hopelessly needy. Oh, I, I, I see you. To- I see you about to go, but we will. This will be a two hour thing just for the article. If I cannot finish this. Okay. She stalked Villanelle with calls and voicemails while What? <laughs> while Villanelle. See, I can't even read. While Villanelle was on assignment for MI6. But wasn't
0: that like episode. I hope you like missionary. Like that wasn't even the last two episodes.
1: No, 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 no. There's they're talking about the last two. Now, we can have differences of opinion about obviously what they think versus what you think or what I think, but they have clearly stated that in the final episode of season two, she either seemed flat or hopelessly needy. And I can see how someone could read into that, but I would argue to death those readings of flat or hopelessly needy because that is, I don't think that's what Sandra O's serving. And then they say she stalked Villanelle with calls and, fo- and voicemails. Um, Did she return the stalking? Because she was out here being stalked from a season what is is calling your girlfriend repeatedly or quote unquote your partner howdy partner is that stalking or is that just trying to follow up on the case or is that just being thirsty or is that just being overzealous that's not stalking stalking requires following someone when they don't know you following not only did villanelle always know you could stalk somebody with the phone i just i thought you could just harass somebody right <laughs> with a phone uh where was i Right. On an assignment for MI6, investigating a ruthless tech baron with a psychopathic streak of his own. Frantic to get back to Villanelle, Eve left a colleague to bleed out alone. (laughs) That was actually hilarious. Woo! And we love to see it, even as he begged her not to. And so, But who's he? who, Who the fuck is he? And she let herself be easily manipulated by Villanelle. Whoa, 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 <sighs> whoa, 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 I was here telling you to stop so I could finish. And now I can't finish because every sentence is a little bit perturbing to me. Okay. She let herself be easily manipulated by Villanelle, who conspired to have Eve, quote, rescue her by murdering a man with an axe. And by her former boss, Carolyn, a.k.a. Fiona Shaw, who used Eve's attachment to Villanelle to organize an off-the-books assassination of her own.
0: Um well I mean if that's if that was Carolyn's long play, then it was and who has any control over what Carolyn orchestrates?
1: Hardly anyone. So I mean good good yeah, on that. This is uh, but, this is well, number one, Eve didn't let anything happen. If Eve is manipulated by somebody, especially given her intelligence, it's because they out Maneuvered her, and that is owing to their intelligence. Carolyn outmaneuvered yes. Eve because she is really smart and she had more information. Villanelle outmaneuvered Eve because she is really smart as well and perceptive into the situation. Also, it didn't work. She was maneuvering until the maneuver didn't work because she showed the gun. So I don't, I don't agree with that because well, it's not. True. She didn't let herself be manipulated. She was. The thing about Eve was that she thought she was in control the entire time, and everyone else knew she wasn't. Carolyn was like, you not. Constantine was like, you not. And Villanelle was like, you not, boo. But (laughs) Eve was the only one who was like, no, I am, to Hugo. And Hugo was the only one who agreed, because Hugo don't got no goddamn sense anyway, which is why he's dead, article writer. That's why he's fucking dead. Or dying right now. I just love that Carolyn was
0: so in plain sight with how she was um, wrangling Eve. By telling her to wrangle Villanelle. But literally with the same exact methods. In her face. With the same exact words.
1: But that's the point. I mean, it kind of sounds like you're taking the writer's side. Where she let herself be manipulated. I'm saying that Carolyn is a big boss. She's a big eye in the sky. I am not taking this writer's side. (laughs)
0: That that idea, that concept, that notion (laughs) could get just struck with the match. (laughs) You said shoot it down. You said burn it. Absolutely not. Carolyn did what she had to do. She saved the world. She was not easily manipulated.
1: She was complicatedly manipulated. God damn it. I mean, pay attention to the facts. Villanelle was very skillful. Are we forgetting Eve on her knees? I don't like to think of that dark time, but also that dark time is fucking relevant because all of it is Villanelle's impact and aspects of her manipulation of, hey, Eve, I see this in you. I want to expose and pull it out, so I'm going to push over here. I'm going to agitate over here. I'm going to go talk to your fucking husband, which is then going to lead him to talk to you, which is then going to force his information or this situation, which will then lead to your breakup because I know he's not into it. Just like when she was like, ooh, didn't know you had it in you. you. should try this with your wife. It's because she was like, yeah, bitch, you got a piece of, a piece of aggression? Who knew? I thought Eve was going to ask you to choke her. You'd be like, Eve! And need a therapy session. But no. Nico was like, I can do it. I can do the BDSM. <laughs> but evidently not, because he was only there for one night. One night only. And he was out to jam And it continues. Oh. Season two drained Eve to the extent that in the final episode, all she could do was limply follow... Mm. Limply follow Villanelle through a series of tunnels beneath Rome, peppering her with questions like a truculent.
0: So uh, this writer must be adept in killing people.
1: How mad is this writer? No, this writer is mad at Emerald and mad at Sandra O slash Eve in their portrayal. It's clear here. The rancor. The rancor in this article. A petulant toddler. They didn't say petulant. They said truculent. Same thing. So we're going to compare A shock-ridden Eve after she axes Raymond to a truculent toddler. The same Eve. Do toddlers, first of all, do toddlers pick up objects and bang through doors and walls just to get out their frustration? I mean, I know toddlers can be their version of violent, but Eve demolished that wooden oh, that thing wood, that was that the, the barrier and villain I was in the back like are you sure you're okay because you said you're okay but the way you just beat the shit out of that wall leads me to believe that not everything is fully okay but okay let me take your word for it so what was truculent like um quick to argue defiantly aggressive something like that And it's like, well, that doesn't describe Eve in the episode prior to the season finale, the penultimate episode, because she wasn't truculent. She was very compliant, actually, with what Villanelle wanted. She didn't become truculent until she went into the fucking shit. And Villanelle was like, oh, um, let me see. Aaron, Eve, Aaron, Eve, Aaron, Eve. And she fucking triggered that hoe because Eve did believe. She was like, I do believe that maybe she could choose Aaron. I do believe that she would choose that motherfucker. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of stuff. He seems to know what she's into and understand what page she's on. And that's scary to me because I thought I was the only one who understood what page she's on. Now she's letting me know very clearly that someone else is also on the page. And she's telling me right now, who should I choose? And even though Villanelle probably shouldn't have gaslit Eve like that, to give her that complex to be like, I could choose Aaron, but even though she could never choose Aaron, that's what Eve thought, because Eve does not, she still doesn't fully believe her importance in Villanelle's life, which makes total sense in a certain in a certain way, but truculent. And in parentheses, they have, as a reference, the questions, where are we? Where are we going? Do you know the way out of here? So I assume they're talking about the ruins and... Uh, wait, no. Wait, she didn't did they? Much. She didn't do much. Didn't talking in the ruins, but, but, but think... where else? Are these, where are we? Has to be the ruins. Where are we going? The Alaska scene, because Eve doesn't say that to Villanelle. Another moment. No, the only other place for that to potentially happen is episode five, and we don't get lines like that when they head to the forest of Dean. So what? What? They're they're talking about the ruins and how they don't understand Eve being in literal shock because she just axed a motherfucker. For the first time, that seems like a normal reaction. I would have been disturbed if Eve just asked Raymond and was like, "Okay, can we get ice cream? Can we get some crema? I'd be like, Eve, I did not expect this level up from you. That is quite a gulp. (laughs) (laughs) I know.
0: I know. All right.
1: I can try to finish it and then you can give your thoughts, your final or your conclusive, complete thoughts. Where was I? Villanelle,
0: by contrast.
1: Villanelle, by contrast, became more vibrant, more complex, and in one of the show's most off-note decisions, more human. Whoa. So this is already projecting
0: was, but... what they wanted for this series. They wanted, you know why? You know why they don't like what they're watching? Because they think that they're watching female Will Graham and female Hannibal Lecter. And they already made the
1: comparison. That's not and, what we're and dealing since with. since this
0: is not that, they're saying, "Oh, now the show's being less fun. Now the show's less interesting because they're not giving me the thing that I thought that I was watching. They want me to pick up on all this other text that I was willfully ignoring because I needed my ship to reflect." this other ship that I have. But what
1: I'm also going to say is that Villanelle's not more vibrant. She is more canonically complex. Like, in the canon, she's more complex. Villanelle has been this vibrant the entire time. Her outfits, her speech, her the way she talks, the way she kills, the way she picks up women. It's all been colorful and flashy since season one. So in my opinion, that is incorrect. The other part of being more complex, again, I I have thought, we have thought, we have said that we found Villanelle to be rather complex this entire time. And we had tons of theories about what we thought about her and her characterization. And we just had a lot of shit actually confirmed through real life the real scenes and words and dialogue written for her by Emerald to be like, oh, yes, well, this is confirmed for people who are like, oh, my gosh, she's just a cold psychopath who doesn't feel anything. And, you know, she's on this spectrum of evilness and that's what it is. And we were like, I don't know. We kind of think Villanelle has emotions that she can feel Bradley. we feel like they're muted most of the time but we feel like eve is bringing it out and all season two did was confirm everything we thought we knew at the end of season finale that you know mostly Hetts were gaslighting us that wasn't true like well who right. would who would want to be with someone after a stab well who would do that now she's gonna want to kill eve and we were one of the few people in the demographic who was like i don't know i understand that she did stab bill and and realistically like normal, logical people would think this would go some way, but we're not dealing with normal, logical people. We're dealing with even Villanelle. I feel like Villanelle is going to be into it. I mean, we were screaming Mm -hmm. then about her fingering Mm -hmm. her scar, and then we lost our shit when she didn't finger the scar, and it didn't take but an episode! But an episode for Villanelle to be touching up on that scar and um, having some private time with herself. Right. To be like, let me remember when? Let me reminisce. Reminisce on the love we had. (laughs) So no. Okay, I don't even know how I was yelling at you in the beginning, and I can't even get through. This is the same paragraph. Okay, (sighs) if evil. Sorry, because I was about to. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's hard. It's it's mm. all right. I just gotta get this out. It's almost as if
0: in series one, every scene (laughs) we see Villanelle in, she was on the clock. And now in series two, when she's on the run also the right, 12, right. we see her off the clock and she, what, I don't know, has a different personality and is not wolfly And she was recovering.
1: People? Like she wasn't at her 100% when the season started. She was at like 60, 40, 60, and then has to be subjected to horrible things like annoying hospital gowns with Crocs and Julians who collect girls and dolls. And oh, dear.
0: Aside from Sebastian and Anton, who was annoying, she didn't really do any, like,
1: killing for free, so... Not she killed for free. She was killing for... Uh, Well, mm. she did kill for free, episode one, because Constantine was like, kill that one bitch. But make it really simple. And, and she was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to kill mind. these extra seven but, people but, but, but that was, and make it funky. That was her hormones dealing with... No, but that's what I'm saying. She, she's wasn't, like, it she doesn't always she's kill like, for free. Whew. She she gives additives. Do you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, she's like, I'm going to put this extra on it. It's like the peel babysitter for baby peel. Her little, her little oh, nanny. Yeah. Oh, you're talking she about Miss um, She that bitch in the street. No. Oh. Miss Leary is the creepy one that lives with Aaron Peel. I'm talking about the woman who went to Aaron. Oh, the, the handler. Got it. Yes. Okay. Who got thrown in front of the bus for an O. So Watch no, this. she does not kill for work <laughs> all the time. She kills for fun. She just does it at a far less frequent rate than what she gets paid to kill. Or sometimes she will have them in tandem. She's like, I'm getting paid to kill this person, but I will add these four other people just for me. Just for me. And then she gets in trouble. <laughs> All right, so where was I? If Eve was absorbing Villanelle, as I wrote in my review of the first two episodes... I'm not reading that. <laughs> Villanelle was softening, or at least pretending to. Ooh. That's... See? Are you even paying attention? In a group therapy meeting, while in the guise of an addict, she... Well, she is an addict. She's addicted to Eve, so that's not a guise. She was. If she was one of the guys, she was addicted to booze or drugs, or whatever the fuck. When she's addicted to Eve Pallastri, obviously, 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 she acknowledged her inability to feel things and the perpetual emptiness and boredom that spur her to kill. But in Amsterdam, just a few episodes earlier, she'd sought solace in pills and broken down in tears after Eve failed to show up. A moment of vulnerability that felt jarringly out of character just as it belied the idea that she feels nothing. It may be too much to expect fictional characters to stay totally consistent across multiple seasons of television. I'd argue she's been consistent. She's been consistent. But it's also hard to think of a series that's elevated its antagonist to such an extent in its sophomore season while sidelining... Excuse me. See... You can talk to the people. I need to take a walk. Thank you. Uh, So this
0: article is not only poorly written... I'm never going to highlight the the author of the article. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. We already know where it was placed, so that means someone thought, "Huh, this is a uh, this will get a rise out of uh, the community." Apparently, Lord, was this? And then look at when it came out, May twenty seventh, twenty nineteen. So the fact that someone decided to send this to us when we were telling all of you, we were telling all of you to stay away from all these uh, nonsense articles. And then, you know, someone gifted us this um, just in time for the holidays because, you know, this is what we need to be thinking about during the holidays. We need to think about people who do not understand the concept of text, who do not understand, um, I don't know, the process of like a character's arc. I've made it Because back. you have to be so lost. Mm-hmm. You have to be...
1: And I'm back with this you
0: giant bottle be, of
1: rum that turns
0: brought. You almost have to be, like, running out of time. Like, you know how, like, when they made e. T. the video you? game?
1: Like, this is... I... Who, is, who wrote this fucking thing? Sophie Gilbert. <laughs> Sophie Gilbert, <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> Could you please? Could you please, Sophie? Oh, I might add this hoe because I am actually how disrespectful, like how much do we have to disrespect Sandra O. as if Jodie Comer doesn't need a spectacular thespian like Sandra O., like a Fiona Shaw, like a Kim Bodnia to play off of because the show is not just her. The show is not just Villanelle on screen interacting with Villanelle by herself like that weird thing on Netflix with Paul. From, oh, yeah. Ant man whatever right. what's his We're, name paul him, like aside from paul. himself yeah paul rudd paul rudd right where he's with himself doing self like that's not what's happening here this isn't multiplicity which is for villanelle in the cast and i just don't understand like she really said let me go back because i threw my phone and i got up to get booze um wow i guess i scrolled down because i said fuck this article Right. So it was like, but it's also hard to think of a series that's elevated its antagonist to such an extent in its sophomore season while sidelining its central character. First of all, um, (laughs) it's actually not that hard to think of shows that have done that. One of the first things that came to mind, that's because we were talking about this actress not that long ago, was Sleepy Motherfucking Hollow. Yes, Sleepy Motherfucking Hollow was made by Nicole Bahari and Tom Meissen. And yet what happened in the next season? They sidelined... An actual starring co-star in favor of a new bitch with Tom Myson's character, the wife, the character. Anyone who watched that show, you're aware of what they did there. So, first of all, there are real examples, Sophie, of people doing this. And this is not one of those examples. Because, number one, one thing we could see that was tangible in Sleepy Hollow was loss of actual screen time. Loss of actual lines. Loss of actual stuff and importance to the storyline. None of that has happened in Killing Eve. Eve is no less important than she was in season one. In fact, she's more important. And that was what part of Villanelle's breakdown was about, was how important Eve is to Villanelle. Hmm. Mm -mm. Let me try to get my ads. Because I took a shot, y'all, before I came back here because I was that upset. Oh, my God. I know why Dr. Fiora sent this to us and a few other listeners because, like, they wanted me to scream into the abyss. Listen to this next part. The show, after all, is called Killing Eve, and yet it's easier to imagine it functioning now without Eve than with Comer's mesmerizingly weird and compellingly performance of Villanelle. Oh, my God! We've gone over time the again. Who the fuck? Who the fuck? I'm going to go on we an explained. angry tweet rage after this episode post because I want Sophie to know that I do not appreciate her disrespect of Miss O. This show
0: doesn't work without Sandra O. Oh, or Emeralds,
1: because she don't deserve that shit. She is one of the dicks who actually thinks the show can work without Eve. She's one of those assholes She's Spraying your ankle because I'm upset. Sorry, now I I was I was telling you to relax so I could get through the end, and now I can't even get through this last paragraph. Oh, who's been equally mm-hmm. gifted and addictively watchable on screen, mm-hmm. just hasn't been given the material this season to measure up. What are they
0: watching? I okay, don't know but. What they're
1: watching. Someone should probably inform the Emmy voters who decided to nominate Sandra Oh. Someone should probably inform the people who were watching television all this past spring and summer and decided easily that Killing Eve was the best show on fucking TV and not just because one thespian was on there. Maybe, maybe people should talk to the people who were writing articles at the time that Game of Thrones was coming on. And people were like, gosh, funny thing, funny thing is happening. I'm completely unsatisfied by Game of Thrones and completely satisfied and on the edge of my chair for Killing Eve. Were we not in real time? Was she not there as the show was airing and people were reacting to it? This is that fuck shit people say because I think some people did not get what they wanted or maybe what they expected in the season finale. And so they've completely turned heel on the series as if we've not been building here this entire time with Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer and their characters. She has in parentheses. What? It says it's worth noting that the vast majority of gifts ripped from the show this season feature Comer an unscientific analysis that nevertheless suggests how little fun Eve has been allowed. No, Um, if there is a a little unscientific analysis, it's of how many people, especially young queers, want to bang villanelle, or that's what that is. How many people are obsessed with that a villanelle? Is. That's what that is. She's the younger one. Ages and weird things come into play. I we already have said time and time again, especially on gentleman Jack recently, that I I have an affinity for the older ladies. I don't see anything wrong with finding an older woman attractive and you know pursuing said thing I I, I find a lot of um, interest in that category I've certainly been in that category myself and I well we've said Sandra Oh is hot so it's really not that hard to go there but I would argue that I mean we've seen some of that stuff in the fandom that some people because of the way ages skew demos whatever that there seem to be more people who find Jodie Comer sexually viable for their fantasies but I would say y'all are foolish and Sandra O oh is just as viable but I guess people gonna do what they gonna do but to me that's I mean I don't know what you think but to me that's what the proof of the gif is proof of the gif is of singular obsession no
0: you, you got a spot on oh cause I'm totally glaring at, I'm glaring at the screen so I'm <laughs> not in the mic um where am I being unsympathetic is one thing oh yeah
1: see, I see uh, you right you really are glaring being unsympathetic <sighs> is one thing being duly idiotic what being hold up dully idiotic because you're in oh the it's, dully. it's not even dully oh man you finished the sentence i need to sip this being
0: unsympathetic is one thing being dully idiotic because you're in the throes of sexual mania why is it sexual mania because, because she's into
1: a woman Sorry, sorry.
0: No, no, no. I'm sorry. But Projected. this is, I, I'm trying to hold it, and it's
1: hard. What is sexual mania?
0: The thing that's keeping Eve from being great. The fact that they wrote the series as if they were sharing a brain cell and bouncing it back and forth each episode. They're calling that the sexual mania. When the one oh. doesn't have the, the brain cell, they're experiencing the mania. So they can't do anything logically or have any sort of growth. I just feel like Eve got to stop wise. hopping
1: on other knobs as proxy before we can talk about sexual mania. I know. I just, What?
0: I said, I know,
1: I know. No, I know, no. I'm just, that was me talking to myself like, what? What? Being
0: duly totally idiotic because you're in the throes of sexual mania or perhaps embracing psycho- psychopathy yourself is another entirety. I can't.
1: So in this basic um, article from one of this uh, WebMD, where they have like signs of mania, they have among the things disconnected very fast racing thoughts, grandiose beliefs, inappropriate elation or euphoria, inappropriate irritability, inappropriate social behavior, increased sexual desire, etc. And this seems to be more so lining up with things like bipolar disorder and other mental disorders people could have. And so with the addition of sexual mania, I can only assume that this person is implying a sexual component to all the things previously associated with mania. And again, I I'm like, don't they have to smash first? Like doesn't she have to be, be able be nice. to doesn't she have to be able to answer? The question to uh, the doctor when he's like, are you guys in a relationship? Define relationship. Are you having sex? Are you fucking? Oh, no, not yet. So what? Sexual mania. Would you like to she search me? Wait.: Oh,
0: what's the point? You... Her sexual mania must have been turned off. But she didn't frisk a bitch, right? Five, right? She got
1: sexual mania, but she didn't frisk a bitch. Sexual mania, but we don't know what happened in the Forest Dean. Sexual mania, but she couldn't close her own door. Whatever. I... Mm. Let me go back to the article. I'm mad. And its second season... There we go. In its second season, Killing Eve seemed to get mired in patterns, echoes, in the idea that its two primary characters should converge. Well, they should converge in more ways than one, lady. "Quote: What is it about her?" Villanelle's handler, Constantine, asked Villanelle of Eve. "We're the same," Villanelle replied, to which Constantine seemed skeptical. Eve rampaging through the bedroom of a love rival and snapping off the ballerina and her jewelry. Bra- her- <coughs> Sorry sorry I'm sorry so, rival? Wait a minute. I'm you, know, so you and I so... you and I you and I fixated on the same exact word rival, rival? a rival that's like when they say Maria Sharapova right, is a rival, a rival to Serena, Serena Williams. Williams there is no rivalry Thank there is only you. the best and not the best what Gemma wouldn't no rival if Gemma was a rival but Eve had that laugh that energy she had when she loved she was like I hope you enjoy missionary like come the fuck on this is one of the worst articles in fact i'm gonna put this right up here even though we're not even done with that um psychopathy article no yeah because it is so off base about the characterizations um i think sophie should lose her job this is, this <laughs> or she should clearly, not be allowed to review killing eve ever again
0: clearly hate speech she got no was hate speech it did
1: all right so let's go let's go let's get through this um where we at? help me <laughs> True North. Oh, guide me back
0: okay. <laughs> um here we are Oh, yes. Snapping off the ballerina in her jewelry box directly mimicked the way Villanelle had rifled through Eve's home in an earlier episode. Both Eve and Villanelle were in some way betrayed by their handlers who have their own complicated relationship with each other.
1: It's not that complicated. Carolyn smashes when she wants to and tells Constantine whatever she feels like it. That's it. There is no complication about it.
0: I didn't plan on using my apartment as a safe house this weekend, <laughs> so my piece was actually on his way here anyway. Mm-hmm. But y'all will deal, and um, that's that. That's the that on that. Oh, Phil now pursuing the tech baron Aaron Peel uh, for MI6 found herself in the position she put even during Series 1. With a closet full of fiendishly expensive new clothes selected expressly for her.
1: Oh. Uh, See, now they're putting too much weight on Aaron. Yeah, Peele. they are. They are. They are. Okay. Issue number one is that, and it's funny because we talk about this a lot in the John Jack podcast, but the issue of consent. And so Billy was not able to consent to what Peel decided she needed to be in. And if we. Flashback to that god awful scene where he tells her to take off the belt and I nearly face through the floor because I was so annoyed. No, there is no option for Villanelle to not wear what he wants, to not eat what he thinks she should eat. She can't even put on a belt that he doesn't think matches with the fucking pants that she was wearing. Villanelle gives Eve a choice and that is how we know that Eve is into Villanelle because she gives her the suitcase. Eve had every right and uh, possibility to take that suitcase and throw it in the trash, go okay. into the the dumpster. Well, the minute they do the forensics and they confirm that, no bitch, we don't got nothing on the forensics, she could have been like, oh, throw it out. Give me the suitcase back or not and throw it out. But what happened? She went in there, she unfolded it and unlike Billy, which... I don't know what y'all think, but for me personally, while Jodie Comer looks great in just about everything she wears. I personally did not like the red outfit she had on. I did not feel like it matched her personality, which to me said more about Aaron and what he needs her to be and what he perceived her as than what he than what Villanelle actually who she actually is as a person. And so half the stuff he picked out for her via Billy, I wasn't into. I was like, "No, that's that's not. I I prefer Villanelle's organic ridiculous style, which is like sort of manic pixie, a little bit alpha, androgynous, but also boots, boots everywhere. So no, I that's not my favorite outfit by far, by far. It's literally in the, the bottom five of outfits Villanelle has worn in the show is the red suit. So no. The difference there being is that Villanelle looked at her body. She looked at Eve and she sized her up appropriately in every way. She was like, yes, this is your is. size. This is the style I think you want. This is what I think you would look best in. We're going to highlight your curves. And you're going to be so shocked and into it, you, can help, you can't help yourself. And that's what we saw was that she couldn't help herself but try it on. She was like, well, this is pretty. Well, I do like this pattern. And then she was like, well, let me try to perfume. Damn, this smells nice. Well, okay, let me put on a dress. Ooh, wow, dude, look at my ass. What? And then she's like, let me put on a shoe. Oh, my God. And, then of course, Villanelle catches her all the way out there. I was like,
0: did she get to the wine? I feel like, yeah, right? Like She, she was, was drinking. Right. Well, that's
1: when she went downstairs. Where she, she looked at herself, she was filling herself up but because she doesn't know how to masturbate. She was like, well, I'm not going to do that now because I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so she went downstairs with the wine to read about Villanelle. Remember, she had the file. She was like, let me read about my girl. Oh, my gosh. Oksana, girl. <laughs> you wildin'. Sippy sip, sipping on my wine. And then Villanelle came in. She was like, Oh my God, this is so much better than I thought. I thought you were going to get the gifts and just maybe try to perfume or just maybe try on one thing. And here you are, head to toe in things I bought for you and smelling like I want you to smell. Waiting for me, reading my file, drinking drinking booze. But we're going to compare that to Aaron Peel with his shitty fashion sense and his weird fucking misogynistic nonsense and control well
0: you know the sex mania it didn't activate by the
1: way like it was supposed to where she was I'll supposed start to just with this sex hop on mania. Villanelle
0: blaming it on the, the, the that sounds gym. like a head
1: perspective first of all no woman just does that in general like there's build up like there's there's vibes <laughs> that have to go down before you just jump a hoe bone. And even though you can jump on a hoe like with, with the quickness, like I say, there's still buildup, even if no one else sees it. It was there. It has happened. It has led to this crescendo that now goes to the quote unquote sexual mania.
0: Oh, is it because there was a door oh is that why it's mania? Like
1: I just Okay, just you know the heads don't even think it was a door oh no. They were like, oh, they were whispering to each other. prayers. But then, oh man, I just. I like, was like, I can't relate
0: to, to how limited this this uh, this take is on this series, and you know it's a shame that someone she's values gonna find, this thought
1: she,
0: process mm. in this way for this series. And
1: and by the end, what is she like? And in the final scene of Sunday's episode, Villanelle shot Eve and left her for dead in Rome after Eve rejected her, a mirror image of how season one concluded.
0: Um what? No it's not a mirror
1: image because what? because I feel like series what? one concluded with
0: Villanelle promising Eve that she wouldn't kill her. Right. And then saying, God I'm tired. Aren't you tired? And then
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna go slow. And then it's brandish tonight. she's like girl
1: no i've done this you before wouldn't. don't worry i got it i, I
0: you can't do it yes i can yeah and it was like well this is me showing you that you don't know how far i can go so it's like oh so eve can flex can she okay all right okay all right okay she said okay you know what this is fine this is hot but don't pull it out
1: <laughs> exactly. And if anything, Eve is showing Villanelle repeatedly that she doesn't know everything she thinks she knows. Because that's actually how Villanelle was left on red each season. Even though she was left bleeding in season one and now she's left the person bleeding in season two, she is still the one that has not been entirely clued into what she thought she was. For a narcissist who thinks she knows everything, she doesn't go in knowing everything, actually, because that's what had her fucked up in the flat. She was like, bitch, I see you. You can't use the gun. You can't do this. She was like, yeah, maybe I can't pull the trigger, but I can use this knife, bitch. Penetration. Entendras. Double Entendras. And then, and the next time she's like, look, girl, I know that you like shepherd's pie and you definitely won't do this. And Eve is like, yet again, you haven't figured it out. And it's because they've not fully been seeing each other eye to eye. They've been seeing things and levels, but not everything eye to eye. All right. Is this? Oh, thank God. We only have one paragraph left. With the story coming full circle, Killing Eve, next showrunner, Fear the Walking Dead, Suzanne Heathcote can start afresh. Well, oh, not too fresh, bitch. Not too God. fresh. Like, what the fuck? There are plenty of threads left to unravel, such as Nico's horror. <laughs> Bitch, who gives a fuck about Nico? Um, After Villanelle asphyxiated his colleague and Constantine's hint that Villanelle still has family members who are alive. Hey, I'm with Villanelle. And we mentioned that by Villanelle, I mean Jodi, or as we mentioned earlier, that Jodi Comer has her own opinions about Villanelle and her family and that she prefers for it to stay vague as fuck. Me too. And not be that specific because that kind of takes away the magic for some of the audience and yada, yada, yada. So I'm with Jodi on that shit, even though this writer's like, we need to know more about Bernika, Constantine, and Villanelle's potential family members. I don't give a fuck about Villanelle's potential family members. I don't care. It is, and this the the article finishes out, it is, according to Fennell, possible that Eve might be dead, although it seems highly... <laughs> okay, so obviously not, because we've seen photos. Um, although it seems highly unlikely that the series actually has the nerve to let a Golden Globe-winning actor go out this way. Oh,
0: oh Okay.
1: You had the nerve to write about a Golden Globe winning actor this way, but look at, look at you.
0: All right, at you.
1: At you. If nothing else, it would be a colossal shame given all the talent O brings to Eve and all the narrative potential embedded in her portrayal of the character. If this were the last we saw of her. What is this, Tarek?
0: This is somebody who didn't know if
1: Sandra Oh was going to survive the industry. Not of everybody should here. be a motherfucking journalist. Not everybody should review right. every show. It's not, everybody. not everybody should review every fucking show. Maybe a different show. Maybe your lane is more like, I'm blanking because I don't even know what the lane is. Um, uh, Something Family Guy? I don't, right, like <laughs> that's all I got, man. Something, that,
0: something with a little less levels. Something with a little less nuance look at this oh well i see there's a connect button oh there is She's gonna get a tweet <laughs> for me um, well how interested would you think this um blogger would be to maybe doing some sort of uh i don't know some sort of maybe a, 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 a,
1: a you mean the, like some it, sort of talk right i don't think i could be in the same room with her because kansas doesn't need to get in trouble kansas doesn't need to end up on the news uh, see, situation happened at the studio. No, because all the stuff she said, I found at least half of it offensive. As a but Sandra, O'stan, Stan, it's offensive.
0: No, no, no. I know, which is why I, I the most I would want to be able to suss out is, well, how much of this is something that you actually feel versus something you just felt like you need to put to paper. Well, that's for, even like, worse
1: if you out here putting stuff to paper clout, that you don't people feel. Do
0: it. People, look, journalists need clout. <laughs> <to class. laughs>
1: journalists, I guess. I just don't understand why. Sophie decided to completely take a gigantic shit on all the hard work that Sandra O oh did and basically make it seem like it was a one woman show with Jody. And I. I, every time I see that type of sentiment, I wish those people would get the fuck away from the fandom or just away from me because it's so wrong and false considering that none of us would be here. Like we've said before, if it wasn't for Sandra O, oh. like the show wouldn't be on air right. as good of an actress jo- as Jody is if Sandra O oh did not exist. If Sandra O oh could not come in with her millions of fans that she built from her American audience on Grey's Anatomy, the show would not be on TV. It would not be greenlit. It would not have been watched highly in the first premiere, let alone with the word of mouth. It's the two bitches. Are we going to act like Miss uh, Fiona Shaw isn't a huge part of it? Are we going to act like Elena season one wasn't a huge part of the poll. The chemistry between her and Kenny and Carolyn and Bill, all of it, it's an ensemble piece. You don't get a show that is like Killing Eve that is nominated for things that honor the whole group unless someone is like, you know what's good? The group. Just like Game of Thrones has about 35 more people, 45 more people. It is still the conglomerate of people coming together to make a unique chemistry to form a successful show. And if anybody out there thinks that the show would work, without one of the people currently in the pie. The main formula, that being Constantine, Carolyn, Eve... Villanelle, and I know you want me to say Kenny, so I'm going I'm to say Kenny. You think Kenny's going to die, but no, no, I'll I'm say Kenny. I'm just saying that's the four. It's like the four musketeers, right? We got two handlers, two killers, slash sapphic lady lovers. So that's that's what it is. And you can move other right. pieces around and do stuff, but we need those four. I can't even imagine what other bitch they could bring in, even though I said maybe they'll try to do something to Carolyn, who would be able to fill the shoes, the gigantic shoes of Fiona Shaw. I just, don't be twee. Sophie, okay?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> to use a Carolyn word, don't be tweet.
0: I I mean, happy holidays to me because this is not what I asked for. This was not my uh, Christmas wish. Not not by a long shot. Not these types of thoughts. Not this vibe. Not this energy. This is... I can see me now tweeting at her. And then she says, you know, for you, reading that article was one of the worst moments of your year. But for me, it was Tuesday. That, that just that's just my piece i like that
1: thanos <laughs> shit <laughs> when fucking scarlet witch was like look what you did bitch and he's like who I is didn't you? Even know you who right. is I didn't you? Even know who she you was, was like want. oh and then she really wanted to pull him apart right. from molecule so, to molecule uh, you know
0: just be nice when people are asking you questions about your articles and then people will have to turn up
1: simple as is that. that that's all they say so, you could submit a letter i, I, I just want to wait i think I you just, could submit a letter don't tell me that. No, Yo, you could. I, I might let's be, do it. Let's do it. Yeah, no, it says I, I, we want to hear what you think about this article. Submit a letter to the editor or write to letters at theatlantic dot com. Well, so I'm gonna have a lot of booze and um, someday soon. And you should do it privately, then we can converge our letters and see what um what can be combined. But I'm gonna write a letter. I'm like, here's why I think you need to put some respect on Sandra O's name. Please publish this. Don't do oh, this. Oh, yours Don't. is
0: better than me, because I was gonna do it like a grade school teacher just taking lines, read
1: through, and <laughs> writing on top. No, no, no. I will I will have actual contributions and I will have things to say because I actually have things to say to back up my claims of Sandra O's. Um, acting excellence in season two and actual ease complication and the additional things we had confirmed about Eve that were just like question marks or I don't know or possibilities of roads like the amount of theories I'm now able to do about Eve Palastrian potentially where her and could go have increased tenfold after the first season and that only is because of what Sandra Oh has given me and what the writers have given me and what the performers as a whole is giving me. So I'm just annoyed that while I can scream to death about Villanelle's thigh and The Forest of Dean, again, the truth is out there. The truth is out there, you guys. sure is. Doesn't mean that I didn't have a great-ass fucking time because y'all heard us. We were having a great-ass fucking time save for those first two minutes after episode oh, five because right. we were riding on the high. We had our champagne and then fucking Terrence, let's watch the first two minutes, canis.
0: Right. And then but we they, saw they, Eve we drop into her but knees. But they released was, them early. on the... But then app, our next early, our app.
1: next early minutes were, fly. were fun. Yeah, those it was great. like, oh, is girls, anyone else here <laughs> <you> coming over? <laughs> what is this?
0: Is anyone else here? <laughs> Poor Eve. So. Right.
1: She's like, I oh, no, I don't think so.
0: See, another opportunity for her sex mania to go down, and you know what? Just it just shriveled up, went away. She saw all those sexy ladies and her mania didn't activate, and said, "Let's have a four way." <laughs> That wasn't that wasn't Eve's energy. I'm
1: sorry, that sounds like something a hat would say. Well, I no, I I see. I I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going. I need
0: reason to. I need. I need to know what else she's and she's reviewing. Is she reviewing Gentleman Jack? Is she reviewing? Oh, she better not be reviewing reviewing Gentleman Jack. I just I just need to know what is on her plate she was. I
1: can click her thing. I'll tell you right now. She's like, I just, I'm waiting for Game oh, she of she looks Thrones like she's shitting on everybody. Return. Because oh. her last article is, what went wrong with the morning show? I've not watched the morning show yet. All I know is that people seem to be enjoying Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon on that thing. But according to Sophie, she's like, what went wrong with the morning show? Her next one is, what is the marvelous Miss Maisel afraid of? I thought people really enjoyed that show. So, so I don't know what I. they're afraid of. I don't watch it, so I can't speak don't to it. Me. Say
0: So this is someone who's watching she's hate watching tv just to hate watch it i think she likes stuff with margaret atwood Um, is is there anything that she's holding in regard (laughs) i'm I'm gonna take that
1: silence i'm i am trying to figure it
0: out i'm trying to figure it out i'll put like hold music there where it's like
1: (laughs) (laughs) i should put it in right i should put it
0: in is there anything she holds i have regard
1: Okay, she says the charming candor of Julie Andrews' new memoir. And so that makes sense. Because Julie Andrews is, well, close, close to perfection as you can get. Yes, so that's, so, well, right. how could her candor be anything but charming in her memoir? She was like, I'm not canceling me. It's like when I saw that thing on Instagram where somebody, I forget who it was, but someone facilitated a call from Julie Andrews to Jennifer Garner and it went i think someone put it on her instagram or something i forget where i saw it but it was it was adorable because she was just like anyone else who might be talking to julie andrews cuz she was on the phone and cuz she called but like her physicality like she was doing weird stuff like you know making faces standing on her chair not being mm-hmm. able to sit still mm-hmm. just being like uh-huh,
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. you know because you don't even know what's julie happening andrews. right
1: right so anyone who could say anything bad about julie andrews wants to get struck by lightning i think and just die because that's not what you do she likes succession I found one. Why season two of Succession was so extraordinary. Oh, well. Well, congratulations. one
0: thing she liked.
1: So what are your final thoughts? We just edited out about like 10 minutes of us talking shit in a way less appropriate manner for the podcast. But, Terence, why don't you tell the listeners your final thoughts on this article that are not rated NC-17, but rated? Well, this podcast is always explicit, but, you know, just less.
0: (laughs) I think that, um, articles with her name attached to it should come with a trigger warning. Um, I don't want to call this, uh, I don't know what kind of problem she has. Is it first world? Is it, uh, is it a lack of imaginative grace? Is it, um, is it just being a stick in the mud for the intent of being a muddied stick? I mean, it's one of those things. Um... continue to create for your audience and I hope that they enjoy you the both of them I mean I don't know
1: wait talking about the writer Yes. oh sorry I, I was tuned out because I was like I don't even give a <laughs> no but she makes right. me mad she makes me so mad I so that's it that's um, those are your final thoughts yep okay my final thoughts are this what I've already said and I keep I will keep repeating it that Sandra O oh did not display in my Humble opinion. Any less talent than she displayed in season one, which got her all the attention and her first looks for killing Eve as she so rightfully deserved. I wish people would stop trying to play some sort of weird competition game with our ladies. We saw it in the Emmy run. There were articles, we talked about some of those articles where it seemed like they were trying to create some sort of competitive vibe between Sandra O oh and Jodie Comer that doesn't seem to exist within the women themselves or on that set. And actually we found um, an article, a wrap-up article after the Emmys in which Jodie confirms such a thing. And Sandra as well, like, there's no rivalry. There's no upsetness. We're just supporting the other person who wins a thing. If we happen to win, no one goes in expecting to win, but if we win, Yay! Yay for wins. And so I feel like this is part of that. And I don't know why, but it seems like women are more prone to this because of the patriarchy when it comes to other women. That, oh, let's let's make this some kind of competition. Who's the better one? Uh-huh. Who's the prettier one? Who's the more talented one? Who did better this time? And I actually feel like the the magic of this show was Phoebe and the producers originally honing in on the fact that, like Phoebe said, I need Sandra O. Oh. This is for Sandra O. Oh. I'm sending it to her. Sandra O, oh, what do you think about it? And then finding someone who could match that bitch's talent. That's where it was. So there is no discrepancy. There is no issue with deciding who is more talented, who deserves the world. They both deserve the world because they're both fucking incredible. But just because we are not in the first season of Eve, who is just figuring out that there's a lady assassin and she wants to follow her, and whose best friend isn't murked yet, where her marriage isn't completely and entirely on the rocks, that she's going to show a level of excitement and fervor because she's still green about what this is going to bring into her life. The minute Villanelle's authentically in her life, stalking her proper, leaving her gifts, she's like, oh, this danger game is a real, real danger game. And she starts to morph and change accordingly. And just because that is more muted, that is more subdued in the actions, it is less big, big things. But also, I would say um, Eve wasn't acting in big ways in episodes one, two, and three, when she was all the way still freaking out about Villanelle until she got certain confirmations. When she was at the door,
0: she's in here! When she screamed and took when she that screamed shot? she screamed and
1: took... No, she didn't take a shot. She took a whole oh, yeah, she, mini bottle she, she of booze and drank it. And Jess and Hugo in the corner were like, wow, she's the boss? <laughs> she... Oh, okay. Oh, right. I would suggest to anyone out there who maybe thinks this is that while there were more scenes that we can think of where Jody was turning up as Villanelle because that's what the script required, let us not forget the glorious first three episodes, four episodes we got where Eve was all the way turning up and then she re-turned up. At the end of the season, it wasn't a coincidence that her Emmy fucking video, guys, was the ruin scene that also was Jodie Comer's video, because that entire process was a turn up. The entire way that it is played, the comedy, the drama, the nuance, the things that were added into the fucking uh, show that weren't exactly in the script by Jodie and and Sandra. Oh, so listen, uh, no, 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 no no, I do not like reruns of things and I do not think season two was a rerun because we actually got new stuff, new stuff for Villanelle, new stuff for Eve and uh, I just completely holistically and fundamentally disagree with the sentiment of this article that somehow Eve has been made less and that furthermore, Emerald is at fault. Emerald doesn't know how to write for Sandra O. Oh. Emerald doesn't care about Sandra O oh flexing so she just didn't. That's what it actually comes off to me as. They're like, well, they forgot about Sandra Oh. And they just wrote for Villanelle and they just put her in the background as if it's not the two. It takes two, baby. Sure does. It takes two, baby. Me and you. Sandra Oh is going to make everybody eat their damn words for season three. And the clown makeup perhaps will be applied like I've been saying this entire episode, but perhaps not. Well,
0: I mean, there's enough makeup for the two of us because I'm on that train. So it's fine. It is fine.
1: So those are my final thoughts on that. Dr. Theora and other lovely listeners who wrote in about it hopefully you well hopefully we answered your your curiosity about what we think of it I'm not sure what you thought we thought of it maybe this is in line maybe it's not in line with what you thought certainly hit us up and get back to us if you want to chat more about this ridiculousness but yeah those are my thoughts I'm, I'm not into it I don't like it one little bit. And um, I'm not going to say it's on site for Sophie, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm petty. I'm petty like Villanelle. So I'm sorry. If I try, if I see you in the tube,
0: <laughs> you you may go over the edge. You, you, you just might. You edit that you going to pull a, an Eve pilastery. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was sex crazed.
1: Let me push you on the track. <laughs> sorry. You know what it is when you're horny for a girl? That's sex mania. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, do people use sex mania when it's two heads having their bullshit in a show? I feel like... I don't feel like sex mania comes out.
0: She's like, listen, I'm British. I'm in New York and I'm writing about a British show with an American lead. Wait, how
1: do you know she's British? She's gotta be. You just made that shit up? She's Lord. gotta be. You just said she lives in New York. Yeah, she does. But, that's but how do you... Wait how, wait, how did you give her... You know what? Whatever. Let's go with Terrence's theory that she's a British person. Sure.
0: With the language that she's using and these words... I've studied at Oxford. Well, she's no Phoebe (laughs) (laughs) Waller-Bridge.
1: I'm such a bitch. But also, she's not Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Because who is? But Phoebe waller bridge herself
0: but you know good on you for being employed in the way that you are you're finessing so
1: many people don't write about killing you again (laughs) season three don't do it
0: right i was happier when i didn't know you existed (laughs) sorry it's just i have to be honest about how i feel and i'm hurting so i have to just get it out and then it's honest hurt i don't
1: it was like dude from gay times uk
0: right
1: <laughs> you're ugly and i hate you
0: right i just gotta get it out like once it's out i i don't care anymore then i'm indifferent and then you know once i'm indifferent then you really don't exist anymore and then that's just that mm-hmm. so you can uh die with that stick up here behind or or you can pull it out and enjoy the world for all of its i'm dimensions disturbed and colors. by
1: the visuals i just received sorry i'm saying I really things am. that are i'm just i no, that's I'm worked up yeah let's just let's um <laughs> let's let's end it So, yes. These are our thoughts for this motherfucking article. I was going to link it in the show notes, but you know what? I'm not because I don't want to give clicks. If you are desperate to see this article, even though we basically read the whole thing aloud, Google that shit. You will not be getting a direct click from us. All right. So on to the next. Oh, you know what you forgot to muse on? Your Kenny is dead speech because people were talking about it when he had that Instagram post that was like looking for the next job. Like... (laughs) And people on Twitter were like,
0: they actually killed Kenny. No, but if you go and look on his page for that post, you won't find it. It was a fun spot. Um, when I find the bar that he hangs out, oh, so at, he deleted, yeah, it's gone. So if you find, do you the think bar his agent
1: he... or someone killing you related told him to I, I, I'm trying to figure it out. But... Maybe he was like enough people don't follow me to get in. They're like, bitch, the, the thirstiest <laughs> fans, the thirstiest fans follow everybody. So uh, real quick, you think Kenny's dead? Um, I just think that
0: there are too many prominent, high role, high paying. Persons, personas, characters that are being introduced into the series, and for everybody to get equal time or dominating time, you have to pull those minutes from other people. So yeah, there are certain people that we hope will not come back, like uh already given birth, uh Jess. Jess. And
1: I mean um, sorry and bleeding (laughs) out on
0: the floor and got collected
1: by characters. Oh Hugo, get the fuck out of here. Hugo, bury him. Sorry, uh, but
0: that's not enough people to get out of the paint. So unless Kim is like gone, gone, which I doubt, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you are going to still have to cut no away because we already people. got
1: photos of him on set, right?
0: So that's still too many people eating off of those same like forty eight minutes. So somewhere, somebody's going to be suffering big time. And we've noticed as series two progressed that Sean Delaney's. Uh, ability to deliver lines has been going lighter lighter and lighter until the point where he would appear in an episode Mm. and not say anything to the finale where he is just mentioned and not even on screen so uh, they could play that game with him part way through this series right um but yeah if someone was on the chopping block to potentially die from the original cast it would be him unfortunately
1: i mean I, I i do believe that you're right like i don't know if his social media is truly an indication but i do think that there's like he is a deaf that would matter much like bills mattered because it would matter well well i was about to say it would matter to eve but i honestly am not sure how much it would matter to eve given how careless she was in season two when kenny would literally be in her face and be like eve this is dangerous. People could get hurt. I could get hurt. You could get hurt. She was like, bitch, whatever. I'm doing what I'm doing. And so I don't know how much she would care or I don't know how it would morph or change Carolyn, but I do think it would do something because even if Carolyn, Carolyn's not a crier, I certainly don't think. And if anyone could find a way to cry, but then also feel cold, it's Fiona Shaw with how she could do the scene. So I don't know, but I do think that if Kenny goes down, it will be a major plot point to do with Carolyn and perhaps, perhaps the, the 12 fucking with Carolyn. Because ass. she had purview over these two gals who just turned all the way up, killed Raymond. No interference from her because she was like, oh, that's not my prop. That's not, I'm not here for that. I'm here for this, actually. And they can do what they want <laughs> over there. Weren't you saying that there were some fan grumblings about like people being upset about the age difference or something? Between Eve and Villanelle, or what was that?
0: No, no, no. But that had to do with us talking about the duel and people thinking it hypocritical of killing the E duel, fans. The, duel, the, duel. the name of the movie, the movie that Damon and Affleck are doing. Oh, so they were okay. saying okay. that Thank it's you. hypocritical of killing E fans and fans to have problems with a Ben Affleck age difference with the Jodie Comer when Sandra Oh and Ben Affleck are sort of contemporary what? age-wise. Um, so the gauge gap is still similar and the okay, same. But what about the
1: patriarchy? <laughs>
0: right, but that's what, what of course what they're not about thinking about
1: the patriarchy.
0: But luckily, Adam Driver has entered the paint, so yes. those discussions are ultimately moot, and we don't need to have them because
1: right. we don't have okay. the fear
0: of an Affleck Comer parent. I just
1: don't even want them. They don't. They sorry. They don't have enough of anything to like touch the hem of Jodie's skirt. So that's part of my main issue here. But okay.
0: All right, so that covers musings for us. So it looks like we're dancing on over to spot it on Twitter, Tumblr.
1: Yeah, just a couple memes.
0: Oh, all right. Um, you guys see this? Wait, I- is that Twitter, Tumblr? What is it? You. Send it uh, I'm immediately. Right now. All right, right, right. send all the things. All right.
1: A lot of things. I like the Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can't exactly...
0: I know, I know, I know. Show that one. What,
1: what was the text on that, though? Now let me pull it up. Oh, here it is. The Britney Spears meme.
0: Killing Eve soundtrack starts playing. <laughs>
1: Anyone, don't. And then it was like, me. <laughs> and it's like a scene from a Britney performance at some point in the early 2000s on MTV where she just does this slow, sly, turn her head and smile, and it is perfect. I'm going to retweet it for when this episode posts to be like, you y'all y'all motherfuckers! When you see we've actually finally posted a new snack, same look. I think it's the same energy. What do you think? <laughs> I'll be too. So that was funny. There was also a great one that was a meme created off Jody's Emmy win when she was giving her little speech. The one where she's referencing her parents, but it's been like changed. And in her speech, she's like, "I love you," and I'm sorry, or is it, "I'm sorry," and I love you?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry and I love you. Yeah.
1: And the meme was Villainelle to Eve season three. <laughs> I like that. Oh my gosh. This meme I found, which is just me looking at you pouring drinks in general in the studio <laughs> when we are recording. But
0: <laughs>
1: it was a tweet saying, We're getting Villain Eve kiss slash sex slash relationship this season. And they're like, This is a hill I will die on. And over the video of a woman pouring. It looks like vodka in front of Mike's. The caption says "dumb bitch juice," and I'm <laughs> drinking
0: it because it's happening.
1: This series, it's a Johnson
0: The kiss, four.
1: right? The kiss is happening. <laughs> Listen, bitch, I'm there with y'all. We could be foolish together. I'm good. I'm fine. Like, no, you got is one life, so you have to believe in your dreams, people. If not you, who else? I mean, it's just happening in real life, so I don't know what
0: anybody else is going to say about that other than it's happening because it is.
1: It's fucking happening. And I don't even know where those gifts went, but we did find a number of what we're calling fan fiction gifts where the fans out there with access to Adobe After Effects, I guess, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Final God. Cut are like, let us splice together. Let's rotoscope this image of sandra oh into here and making whole ass like sex scenes or like seduction scenes you showed me a few of them where i was like wait what and sometimes they'd be fucking me up when i see them on the timeline because i'm like that didn't really happen oh wait but part of that happened okay wait it, what right.
0: that's how good they are with what they're cutting together someone employ these children I'm and um saying. fans i'm also in love with the uh did you see the extended trailer for uh that was fan made for uh, Killing Eve. I so did. They got like the font right. They
1: got It was nice. It, it looked really, really official. Nice. It was super official. The spotted on Twitter was someone who was just ridiculous connection to getting to this conclusion that jody and sandra have kind of kissed and it was basically just reads jody comer has kissed ryan reynolds who has kissed andrew garfield who has kissed emma stone who has kissed joaquin phoenix who has kissed rooney mara who has kissed kate blanchett who has kissed brad pitt who has kissed jennifer aniston who has kissed sandra bullock who has kissed meryl streep who has kissed mark ruffalo who has kissed keira nightingly who has kissed orlando bloom who has kissed Katy perry who has kissed miley cyrus who has kissed liam hemsworth who has kissed Kate Winslet, who has kissed Allison Janney, who has kissed Anna Ferris? who has kissed Chris Pratt, who has kissed Jennifer Lawrence, who has kissed Amy Adams, who has kissed Patrick Dempsey, who has kissed Kate Walsh, who has kissed Sandra Oh. This
0: is absolutely ridiculous. But once you got to Patrick Dempsey, I was like, oh, we're in Okay, bitch, but that's territory. the end of the list. That's the end and of the fucking Kat- list. Kate Walsh, that was
1: uh, uh, a mess.
0: Uh, yeah, I was like.
1: You know, what I, you know what my note says under this? Sounds like mono. <laughs> it sounds like something I don't want, but okay. Whatever helps get the fans through the hiatus. I support it. I support all of it. I think this last uh, spotted on Twitter, Tumblr, it was someone posting a screenshot of, it looked like it was a Jodie Comer data sheet, something she filled out, I would assume, some years ago to do with something of life or just, you know, like a questionnaire. Right. You saw it. And it basically had her name, her birthday, things like education, ambitions, favorite food, etc. And of the things we learned on this sheet, of note, was artists you would like to most work with. And she had Helen Mirren. And I was like, girl, I would like to say it! Aspirational. And make it sapphic. No, well. Aspirational. A guess, actually. A truly aspirational yes, That's a good-ass choice, Jody." And her favorite movie was written down as Billy Elliot. When they asked about her education, you know what this bitch said? School of Rock. <laughs> What you a know nerd! What, you know what an what? adorable nerd! <laughs> You're ugly, and I hate you. <laughs> another another reason <laughs> to confirm that I'm standing. I mean, yes, <laughs> that I'm standing for the right reason was under her turnoffs. She has bad manners, littering, delay trains, and I was like, we are on the same page because littering. I've cussed people who I've seen drop things. Like I don't have any um, self restraint. I mean,
0: I was hoping men could have been on that list, but you know what? It she's got time to grow. She's got time to grow.
1: I feel like that's she's soft, is always like <sighs> man, She's like, It's so great to work on the show with women and men. And but man. the women <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I mean, we already knew this when it asked, like, where do you like to spend your time? It's like gigs, friends, G and T's. I don't know what that is. That must is that a UK spot? G and T's? But I when I
0: hear GNT, I think gin and tonics.
1: Okay, booze. Well, Let's right, go with that's that. That's my problem. Let's go with I that. Could, but maybe I should. No, you not. should. You. <laughs> Motherfuckers, <laughs> no. he's already a third through Woo. our just opened gin bottle for I Gentleman mean, Jack it. Crack. It's unbelievable. Favorite food, carbs. And under turn ons, among the things she lists, when someone is passionate about something, good perfume, good taste in music, and she has the sun. Ha <laughs> ha. And listeners, not listeners, excuse me, fans online just sort of focus on the fact she said the sun. But I'm like, actually, that makes a shit ton of sense. The sun makes you feel good. It does. It's literally by design there to make you feel good. Thanks to evolution and giving you some endorphins and like some much needed vitamin D. So I feel like I'm one of those people that can go into the sun. And just feel better. I mean, I, I feel like, again, that's how biologically our bodies are supposed to work, that you get into the light, into the sun, and suddenly you feel better. I don't know if you ever saw the episode of Broad City where they were talking about Alana's depression, and she started using this light, and it was like just like a, a white light, like a daylight. And she would turn on it to be like, okay, 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 I'm feeling better. And then it got to the point where she was being desensitized to the light, and so it was like a floodlight where she was like, turn on Lie. she was like oh, oh, I'm not okay 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 the happy feelings are returning but it was like it was a joke off that so it's like the sun is good
0: I'm angry at the floodlight yo <laughs> oh,
1: sometimes sometimes your feelings need an extra extra bit of boost but yeah I feel like we retweeted this if not we can include it in the show notes or you can just like google Jody Comer young Jody Comer data sheet because it's there and um I guess Jody Comer still cool still adorable like I don't know if anyone needed that News update, but we just gave it to you anyway. So that's, if that's full of if
0: spotted from
1: Twitter, unless, unless you had anything, I don't know because I've not really been on Tumblr, so I didn't spot a goddamn thing yeah. <laughs> 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 on there. sorry to our Tumblr followers. Right. We're like, do they even care about reblogging? We do. I, I'll
0: creep in and. and oh, make would an you? Would and, you take
1: I'll the try. pressure and then, off? Me. And
0: then I'll do some Reddit as well. I'll perfect.
1: Perfect. There. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. So last thing I had here was our wants for season three, and I already said what I want is pretty simple. Dark Eve, okay? Villain Eve in all the ways. Sandra L. speaking French as Eve. To Villanelle and Eve learning how to masturbate. Solo. Eve solo. All right, solo. Eve, 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 Eve. Eve. Solo. What are you doing while you're unemployed? Practice. I hope. Yourself. You picked a major character death, and yours was Chandelier, Kenny, right? Yeah. Right. So I think that potentially... Carolyn could be in danger this season. Not for the obvious reason of, of literally Villanelle holding a gun on her, but just because she's pissed off two dangerous ladies <laughs> who might be looking revenge for the fact that their lives were ruined because she was pulling the strings. And I feel like I was screaming a lot in our snack bites and stuff during the run of season two about Carolyn's plan and what she was orchestrating on the side and how Constantine was trying to dry snitch and all that shit. But yeah, I it's, it's out there, but I feel like Carolyn could be in verifiable danger it would be ridiculous to just like get rid of Fiona shaw because of all the weight she adds to the cast but to put her in danger like they did constantine in season one i think would be good and useful to not only see how carolyn acts in this type of situation much like a constantine where we learned more about his his character and what he would do but also just like for stakes and stuff because we enjoy carolyn as fucking sneaky and ridiculous as she is we love her we well,
0: stand, Carolyn. We just have to be careful with that if they flirt with that idea only because we've seen people attempt to undermine Carolyn. We've seen it in series one. Oh, shit. Like, oh, that was cute. You tried to go ring, behind my ring, back to Vlad ring.
1: and tell me things.
0: Like, like that's cute. Uh, but, so to ha- us, for us the audience. Oh my god, what if Carolyn just,
1: leads to the taking out of her own son? What if she's that cold?
0: She says she's always been careful.
1: Baby, she's cold as ice. <laughs> she says
0: she's always been careful. And maybe mm, this is mm-hmm. Constantine trying to call her bluff saying, hey, you said Yo, that you would be fine. If Constantine has come
1: out of his fucking hiding hole with his family to flex against Carolyn, he deserves everything he gets, including his dead family. Sorry. Okay. I love Adina. I love Adina. But what are we doing, Constantine, If that's what, if that's what you decided to do? Oh, dear. And
0: then i already said what i want i want scar play from uh villanelle mm-hmm, and eve whether mm-hmm. that means villanelle and Eve's scar if she's again pretending to be a nurse while Eve's in the hospital getting her affordable medical care <laughs> um you know rubbing some <laughs> ointment into the scar
1: into yeah do that do that in the
0: outskirts of it like how she was playing with the scratch that was on the train car. she should
1: start reminiscing about forest of dean that too what happened out there?
0: And then, of course, my Eve on her knees. Overland on her knees for Eve. Or just our Villanelle Everybody Eve on a knees. Kiss. Kiss. Oh, That's please. What I can watch. we just? That's series three.
1: Can we just? And here's my other thing, now that I'll say it. That if there's a kiss, given how much patience and work Villanelle's had to do, Eve should be the one to initiate. Because Villanelle's essentially been waiting for her, right? To be comfortable, to be uh, well, chill. We'll
0: see, because... But the attitude of all you do is take, take, and take. And then it's Eve taking a kiss from Villanelle. Oh, wait I mean, a minute. That...
1: But, but, but Villanelle wants to give it up. That's what I'm saying. That's I my mean, co- we know that. That's what I'm talking about. Do you remember that movie that was about the dude who came up with Wonder Woman, Professor Marsden and the Wonder Woman? And when he goes on and on and on, especially because that movie delves into throuples, polyamorous situation, submission, and a little bit of BDSM dom well, subplay. All right right and so when he has his steps of stuff of like how do we get here how do we get to this place in a relationship where you could potentially submit and enjoy it he talks about compliance and things of that nature
0: I feel that maybe Villanelle would want to take the kiss from Eve versus the other way around because but if Villanelle Villanelle wanted to take a
1: damn kiss she could have already took it all the times that she was just there and Eve was like I could let you take it but I'm not going to initiate this because I'm a baby gay and I'm confused a little bit I think that if
0: Eve goes in the 90 The Villanelle with her control will do the 10 and then some so like it'd be like 125% oh but kiss. that's still
1: Eve initiating it's Eve yes, she goes she to get, 90 right. just like what Hicks said
0: did right no but yes I want that okay. but I just don't want Eve to take the kiss I want Villanelle to take the kiss.
1: I mean, I guess. Okay, well, I didn't know you were going to go percentages, but yeah, isn't that how a mutually (laughs) desired kiss works? Like someone lets you know that I'm coming in and the other person's like, I will meet you there eventually. But yeah, that's what I mean. That compliance, that that's what the movie talks about. Compliance submission, that it can be an enjoyable, desirable thing given the right parameters of a person that you're with because I I think that's true that with the wrong person compliance or submission could feel degrading and horrible and affect your self-esteem but with the right person and the set of trust then it can be empowering and intoxicating and arousing or whatever the fuck. So it really all depends. And that's actually why the girls had to come apart and then come back together because of what happened at the end there, that everything was working, was working when they're running off to Alaska up until the deception became so clear and obvious that you can't really have, I mean, if we just get straight up to the BDSM games that we know, both Eve and Villanelle would be into, you can't get there sexually without a degree of trust. And all the trust they had built up through the dooros, through the hand sex and the bug sex, to that moment and killing and sharing that murder with Raymond was completely eroded, at least for Eve, immediately the minute she saw the gun. And so I feel like, I hope that as she has time to marinate on her fuck shit, how she contributed to the situation, how she projected onto Villanelle's shit, that she will be to a place where, at least I feel like she understands that Villanelle is as genuine as she can be and that she wasn't just a, a passing fad, which is how Aaron Peel made Eve seem like, so fuck her, come with me. And I feel like Villanelle's been saying this entire time, but she's not. And, you know, that ending line, oh, sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> God! Sorry. I just feel like that's going to come back. Oh, oh well, right, of course. Especially if is. we believe, like we do, that Villanelle did not shoot to kill. So until it's proven, until she says out loud, I shot that bitch to kill her. And even then I'll be like, girl, are you sure you're an assassin? Because you failed horribly <laughs> horribly you should have shot someplace else if you want to kill a bitch so okay yeah all right cool that's my wants those were your wants did you get all through them or did i just interrupt no, you with no, no. my screaming i we, can't remember we were
0: we got them out that's fine
1: okay cool oh, you know what i forgot to add to my list of things that i want carolyn has a woman added to her rotation that we can see in her boudoir or just bring back julia who i'm pretty sure right. was in the Julia, Gulia. Team Julia. Julia. Team Julia, for sure.
0: So I guess it's up to us. I'm sorry. Us.
1: I'm sorry. Last request that I need from Eve. I need her to say I love you. Sorry. It just popped into my head. I, I need it. We got it from Jody, and our jaws were on the floor, along with our tears, because of what was happening in that scene, but I think that's what we deserve. Love. Yes, <laughs> back to where you were saying. I cut you off violently. Over here I see favorite line.
0: You're correct about that.
1: All right, so it's time for our
0: favorite line of
1: the week. Favorite line of the week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Your favorite line? Oh, I know what that is. Let me just play it. All right, to Terrence's favorite line. No way? <laughs> I just the way she sighs out Loewe that's great that's his favorite line oh yes and my favorite line is something that was relevant to the Emmys and um, I still don't know what the fuck was said here by Jodie Comer but the fact that I don't know what the fuck was said is what makes it all the more enjoyable for me and basically it's just from like a post Emmy win interview
0: she she was uh, driving the boat with uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge
1: <laughs> right hopefully <laughs> and some guy from entertainment tonight is talking to her i'm pretty sure i retweeted it if not i will do it again and include the link where jody says some shit and her scouse shit and all i can say is ah! wow and if anyone knows what the fuck she said or what she meant please hit me up because i'm still looking for answers and here we go Susa,
0: that-
1: gotta get her home yeah well, i'm a here. can that- gotta get her home yeah I got this. <laughs> I can't have no, no, no. I can't having a Like, I don't... That's, that's me speaking gibberish right now. That's me talking cray-cray because I don't know what I'm saying. Excuse me. Can I ask, like... Friends. It's Simlish. <laughs> it's the Sims <laughs> language.
0: Come oh, my God. Nada. Like, y'all yeah, right. yeah, yeah,
1: speak Sims. Y'all yeah, know what I'm talking right. about. Right. Oh, my gosh. But wow. it was
0: adorable. It I was mean... adorable.
1: Because I'm, I'm thinking she was probably... Why it's slipping out like that is because she had a couple glasses of champagne and sometimes your tongue and lips don't want to move fully when you're doing stuff or you just don't have the fucks to give about pronunciation and making sense and the full scouse was out. And if that's what that is, it's like another language, but I'm fascinated and I need to go immerse myself in scouse people and just so I can be like, well, it's like when I when I not that I just all the time hang around Irish people, but if you're near a bunch of authentic Irish people and they start speaking and that motherfuckers is they do. I don't know that it'll rub off. I was going to say, you'll be confused because I was like, wait, what y'all motherfuckers talking about? Hold, hold up, hold up. But yeah, so you European motherfuckers love the accents they're fun
0: so for those of you who listen to us on the portable devices and apps uh, most of them have like comments rate and review sections i'm really bad at asking people to do sorts of things like liking what you listen to but we're gonna try to do a giveaway for random people who have been rating and reviewing us since i would say the summer onward Um, just because there was a big lapse or gap there and i just want to be able to shower those persons with some sort of appreciation yeah if so you left the- a
1: review and we can track it back to you everyone's involved <laughs>
0: right so if you listen and to this between i would say now and maybe the weekend afternoon years so maybe like the 5th of january 2020 we'll probably randomize a few names dude let's
1: do it till um february 14th okay valentine's
0: so it has just henceforth been extended to i'm valentine's going to put Day. into
1: the universe that we will have a teaser by then it's a little absurd but is it is it because if there's a
0: teaser then there's a flirt with new merch so oh shit yes yes
1: yes yes yes. right all right yeah
0: we're extending until february the 14th valentine's day 2020 in hopes that our contest will conclude in conjunction with a release of a new promo or teaser
1: also guys Uh, this is for a huge like a giveaway like Jodie Comer stuff like oh, Emmy Award winner Jodie Comer, our villain Eve shit that's on the toe and the sweater and Eve on her knees and stuff like that. And then we're also gonna be doing, Turn just gonna mention, a bit of a smaller, because the review thing can get pretty big and that's why we're gonna extend it to February, but other smaller giveaways that we will circulate almost entirely on our social media platforms. So Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr, and that's gonna be for fun stuff like the Free Guy stuff we got and right. one of the many copies crisp copies of, of jodie comer and her lovely emmy that she won on variety right so you know um we've been asking people to potentially highlight a favorite line if you can think of it or a favorite something if not from one of the podcast episodes from like killing eve actually itself tell us something that you love the most from season one or two or whatever and why we want to see your your standing <laughs> within the review
0: if that concludes business be sure to come and check us out it's not yeah. business it's a giveaway okay <laughs> as always you can reach out to us on the twitter and tumblr at well or is our twitter well villanelle our instagram is well well villanelle and so is our tumblr well well villanelle a
1: minute
0: yeah um I was about to say, um, you, if you'd like, you could come and support our Patreon, but I cannot not think of those things as though things don't exist yet. But, but soon, indeed, soon we're, right. we're working on it yeah, right the, now, you guys. Eventually, there'll be a Patreon in time. But,
1: Potentially uh, by the time this post, check the show notes for links. If a link is there, hey, it's live. <laughs> <laughs> surprise. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs>
0: uh, I should just say, until next time, guys here's helping you get killed by a
1: woman. Yes, and we need Dark fucking Eve to put villain on her knees, please. (laughs) she should be like, kill Commander. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It's like totally murder.